0: In these winter months, consider tripinsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from tripinsurance.com.
1: Okay, standby. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio.
2: Hey, I'm Matt Passford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at cruiseradio.net.
0: On this show from the UK, and uh, Miles Morgan Travel, Mr. Miles Morgan, to talk about this uh, chartered Titanic cruise to kind of celebrate the anniversary. This sounds like a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, he's got a couple of them, and they've gotten, like, worldwide press cnn today show all this stuff so we'll be talking to him in a few minutes yep we'll also get a review from listener chris harms on royal caribbean's allure of the seas
0: and from cruise we'll check in with maritime attorney jim walker but first Stuart she on the cruise guy
1: hey doug hey matt hey happy man. new year
0: <laughs> disney fantasy floated out over the weekend over in europe now for the <laughs> listeners that don't know what does floated out mean and now that she's in the water what next
1: well she was uh in dry dock where she was being uh, assembled indoors in poppenburg germany at the maiwerf yard first time they <laughs> they filled up the uh the, they filled up the tank and uh they pulled her out and uh it's a girl <laughs> it's a 130,000 ton beautiful baby girl and uh they've named her disney fantasy she has uh 1250 cabins for 2500 passengers 4000 full and uh she's a beauty the uh, ship is uh, going to do a few uh, little tests and tribulations here. She gets floated up the River Ems in Germany, uh, where she'll be uh, completed. Disney takes delivery of her on February the 9th, and uh, you know, then she's uh, heading over to uh, the U.S., and she's tentatively scheduled to be in the Big Apple up there in New York on uh, February 28th until March the 2nd and her very first sailing is March thirty first. Get that media exposure in New York, huh? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a nice place because it'll certainly pave the way Hell yeah. for when Disney uh, magic arrives. MSC
2: Poesia ran aground off the coast of Grand Bahama Island. Uh what can you tell us about this?
1: Well what's interesting, on uh Saturday morning about six thirty AM, uh the Poesia's passengers were uh alerted <laughs> to a uh a major grounding. The ship uh the ship uh struck a reef and was completely uh, the, fir- the front end of the ship was uh, literally sticking out of the water uh, according to reports uh you know the ship uh you know was you know in fifteen feet of water when it needed twenty six and uh it took uh, high tide and four tugs to uh, release her but uh thankfully none of the passengers uh, were hurt and uh, as of this point uh, we uh, you know we were told that the the ship itself didn't sustain any damage, but uh, you can bet the uh, bet the farm that that reef took a hit.
2: Yeah, those those uh, locals are
1: pissed about that. Yeah, they're they're not happy, and uh, there's actually some excellent video of the ship that includes underwater video of the Poesia in the reef. And where's that, Matt?
0: CruiseRadio.net.
1: Oh, that's a great place to go.
0: <laughs> Does this happen to ships often?
1: No, and it, it's it's very very rare, and just like you know, a pleasure boat, you know, when you get into a a certain depth, I mean, alarms and whistles start going off, you know, on a 24-foot boat. So can you imagine a 965-foot boat? What must have been going on at the bridge, you know, at the time that the, the ship was getting into such shallow water? How in the world could this have happened? I just don't understand it.
0: All right. Now, I kind of pride myself on being a gadget freak, but I haven't heard of this, a 5D theater. Carnival announced a new 5D theater aboard the upcoming Carnival Breeze. Is this a first on a cruise ship?
1: Well, I, I, I guess it's, you could say it's a first, but uh, it, it still sounds like uh, it's 4D because you know, you've got a 3D theater and they're adding um,
0: Smell-o-vision.
1: water and you know, taste and, and smell to movement so the seats will be essentially well, moving, which they're thinking that that's the fifth dimension.
0: Well, it certainly sounds cool whatever it is.
2: Royal Caribbean has pulled vision of the Seas out of Europe and back to the US market for later this year. Uh, is this showing uh, signs of weakness over there?
1: Well I think evidently it is Doug. They were planning to to keep it out there and uh, instead they made the move to uh, you know have 19 uh, essentially 15 Caribbean sailings and four Panama Canal sailings. And uh, some of the itineraries may be reminiscent of their sister company, Azamara Club Cruises, because they really want to be able to allow their passengers to immerse themselves into the various destinations and uh, do some, uh, you know, do some different itineraries where uh, I think for one of the few times. St. Vincent is uh, gonna be uh, on a a major cruise itinerary. Hey, where's the ship going to, Fort Lauderdale? It'll be in uh, Port Everglades uh, to satisfy their uh, minimum requirements.
0: Stuart, you stimulate the senses like cucumber melon lotion from Victoria's Secret.
1: Isn't that nice?
0: Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic
2: cruise to Alaska? Cruise
0: one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun, Cancun. or New England or Canada? Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or cruise how about a cruise around, around the whole world? I've got a dream vacation for
3: you. Cruise one. Had to send you
0: has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-ONE or find us online at cruiseone.com Number one in
4: cruising
3: nationwide
0: each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. From January 17th through February 6th, revelers around the world will be celebrating the Chinese New Year as they welcome in the Year of the Dragon, the Chinese Zodiac's most powerful sign. Without a doubt, many ports around the world would be recognizing the event, but if you're cruising to or from Hong Kong, consider yourself lucky because the city will be ushering in the 2012 Chinese New Year with its largest celebration yet.
2: On January 23rd, the first official day of the New Year, Hong Kong will host the world-renowned Cafe Pacific International Chinese New Year's Night Parade, geez, which features extravagant floats, traditional entertainers, and premier performance groups from around
4: the world.
0: For more info, go to discoverhongkong.com. From Miles Morgan Travel in the UK, Miles Morgan, welcome to Cruise Radio, Miles.
4: Thank you very much. First
0: off, tell us how the Titanic cruises came about.
4: I've got some some travel agencies down in the southwest of England, and um, five years ago, a gentleman came into one of those shops and was, was talking about um, a cruise like this. Nothing came of that, but I thought the idea was great, and... Um, spoke to some Titanic experts and some descendants from people that were aboard, and uh, everybody seemed to think it was a good idea. So uh, I spent the next 18 months trying to, to find myself a cruise ship to do it. And um, if you like, the, re- the rest is history almost.
0: And what are the dates?
4: Uh, we've got two departures. We've got um, a sailing from Southampton that's leaving on the, um, the 8th of April this year. And we've got another sailing going from New York that's leaving on the 10th of April, which is the same day that Titanic left.
0: I'm curious, how are the family members of the deceased passengers uh, responding to this?
4: No, the opposite. Um, you know, the customers that I speak to um, who had descendants aboard have all pretty much said they can't think of any better way to commemorate their loved ones than to be at the site at that sort of magical time almost, if you right. like. So, um, Everybody's really looking forward to the cruise.
0: Tell us more about the one out of New York.
4: Okay, the one out of New York then is going on the 10th, which is the same day that uh, Titanic left. Um, It's cruising up to um, Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is where the Fairlawn cemeteries are. um, The scene of the the graves of quite a lot of the people that perished. We'll obviously have a tour around there before then, setting sail off to be over the site for the night of the 14th and 15th where we're holding a memorial service um, over the site at that time before we cruise back to New York. The the ship is the Azamara Journey, which, for those that know, is a fantastic cruise ship. And we've got some fantastic lecturers on board talking about Titanic for the whole eight-night duration. So it promises to be a real super trip.
0: Is this the exact course of Titanic?
4: The ship sailing from Southampton is following a, a pretty much a similar route right. um, to Titanic. Right. Right. Um, but that ship is is full. That one actually sold out 18 months ago because that one's been on sale for oh crumbs almost five years now. Whereas the the one from from the U.S. from New York's only been on sale since the summer.
0: What was the uh, the menu? What were some of the food items on the original menu and and the entertainment for that matter?
4: Uh, as far as the food's concerned, you'd, you'd be surprised. It's, it's quite basic fare, to be honest. Um, Nothing particularly flash or, or modern, just normal traditional food, so right. no surprises there. With the entertainment, we we will have um, some some people that will form, if you like, the Titanic Band, which is quite a, a famous thing from, from back those days, um, and they will be playing music from the era. So we will have some music from the era going on as part of the entertainment in the evenings.
0: Very good, very good. Now, if anyone wants to uh, book this or find out more info, then go to titanicmemorialcruise.co.uk, correct?
4: That's right, or, or titanicmemorialcruise.com. Either will take them to the same place. Gotcha.
0: Very good, very good. From Miles Morgan Travel over there in England, Miles Morgan, thanks so much for talking to us and, uh, and all the info.
4: Great. Thanks for your interest in the cruise.
0: From CruiseLaw.com Maritime Attorney, Jim Walker joins us once again. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Counselor.
3: Thanks, uh, Matt, and uh, thanks, Doug.
0: This past Friday, Dateline NBC ran a report, kind of a follow-up to the disappearance of George Allen Smith back in 2005 on Royal Caribbean's Brilliance of the Seas. And there it seems like there was really no new light shed except for they were tossing around theories that his death was uh, possibly a, a robbery gone bad.
3: Yeah, Matt, I was looking forward to the program. It, it was on 10 o'clock on Friday. I had the popcorn out and we were watching it. <laughs> yeah, But unfortunately, it, it was really pretty much a retread of everything that we knew uh, going on six and a half years uh, earlier. You know, there are and four men who were last seen with george smith in his cabin between four and four thirty in the morning greg rosenberg his brother zach rosenberg uh... rusty kaufman those three are have been referred to as the russians but they're really americans and then a twenty-year-old uh... college student josh askin And it was like being in a time warp and going back in time and listening to everything that was being discussed on larry king and rita cosby and joe scarborough there was really nothing new at all, unfortunately.
0: For those who don't know, George Allen Smith and his uh, wife at the time were on their honeymoon. I mean, they were freshly married. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I could have sworn I saw some report saying that the wife was kind of quick to move on from all this tragedy.
3: Well, she was 100% cooperative with the efforts of the FBI, and that, that didn't receive much coverage initially. Um, she was given a polygraph. Imagine losing your soulmate uh, in the first 10 days of your marriage. She was, she was distraught, disoriented in, in a foreign port in Kusadasi, Turkey, but she came back to the United States, cooperated fully, passed this FBI polygraph, and tried to assist the FBI uh, in finding out what happened. Now, uh, that was a night of a lot of drinking, and that's clearly established, uh, George Smith the four other men and Jennifer were all drinking a, a great deal. At the time he went overboard, she was unconscious on the other side of the ship and really didn't have any useful information whatsoever to explain how and why her husband disappeared from their cabin.
0: So is the case over, or is the FBI still looking into this?
3: Well, if you ask the FBI, and the last time, Matt, you interviewed me was a year ago, and I told you then... We had an open and active investigation by the FBI. So if you ask the FBI, they say they're still investigating this. But what's not being discussed is that a grand jury convened several years ago uh, to consider indictments against some of the men last seen with George Smith. They returned no indictments. So we have no new information on a case where a grand jury couldn't return any indictments against anyone. And it remains a mystery.
0: So thank you, Dateline MVC, for a slow news day and rehashing an old story.
3: Well, it's uh, it's just the same news over and over and over. People right. forget what happened five, six years later. Uh, and uh, they came out with something that they I think they over-centralized. And, uh, there you have it.
0: All right. Thank you, Jim.
3: Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Doug.
0: tripinsurance.com. We've talked to this guy before. He's Chris Harms of cruisersconnect.com, recently sailed on a nine-night aboard Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Chris.
5: Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Matt. I'm glad to be back.
0: Yeah, you took a nine-night on Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas out of Fort Lauderdale. How how was the embarkation out of there?
5: It was great. You know, they built uh, Terminal 18 back in 2009 for the Oasis-class of ships. You know, when they built the terminal, Royal Caribbean guaranteed, you know, passengers would be from shore to ship in under 30 minutes, and I can guarantee that was the case uh, when I boarded the Allure on Christmas Day.
0: And your first impressions of the Allure? Wow. C- kind of overwhelming. I mean,
5: I, we boarded the ship on Deck 5 in the Royal Promenade, which is really the heart of the Allure of the seas. And, you know, for a first-time cruiser, a veteran cruiser, I mean, you're just blown away by just the size. And, you know, the, uh, there's a glass canopy on the ceiling that overlooks up to Central Park and, you know, up into the sky. And just the sunlight that comes in. And, you know, just all the different entertainment options. And, you know, the Rising Tide Bar, which is a, a moving bar that goes from the Royal Promenade up to Central Park. You know, the fountains and everything like that in the Rural Promenade when you board the ship, I mean, just is enough to, you know, almost bring you down to your knees to imagine that this is on a cruise ship.
0: Tell us about all those public areas, Chris.
5: Well, see, there's seven different neighborhoods aboard the Allure of the Seas. And, you know, I have to say my favorite one was Boardwalk. I mean, it's hard to decide what my favorite one was, but my favorite was Boardwalk just because when you walk out, I mean, the entire aft end of the ship is open up to what Rokerman calls the Aqua Theater, which is home to these different Aqua shows. Uh, there's one called Oceanaria, and there's another one called uh, Let You Entertain Me, which is a Madagascar themed show. And you have in the boardwalk area, you, there's uh, the boardwalk doghouse where you can pick up a hot dog or a brat. You also have, uh, you know, Rita's Catina, a nice little Mexican restaurant. Great atmosphere in the boardwalk. And on some days, you have a, uh, a family festival with, you know, hosted by Adventure Ocean staff with, you know, different uh, games and stuff. And, you know, it's a nice, you know, Coney Island almost feel, you know, in the middle of the ocean.
0: Getting back to the Aqua Theater, and I thought this was Pretty darn cool was, uh, you know, the Aqua theater right there at the end of the boardwalk at the stern of the ship, the stage actually lowers to create a pool for the diving shows. Is that correct? Isn't that correct?
5: Yes, it's unbelievable. Crazy. It's, um, it's actually the largest freshwater pool at sea. And uh, during the daytime when no shows are going on, the bottom of the pool raises up. So it's a flat surface. And then during the show, it raises up and it uh, goes deeper depending on what, they are, uh, what they're using.
0: And on each side facing that, the stage area are these two massive rock climbing walls, too. So it's this really neat ambiance, I, I should say.
5: Yeah, especially uh, at nighttime, I did the rock climbing wall as the sun was setting and we relieving uh, St. Martin. So, I mean, it's beautiful to climb so high up and, you know, look out to the Caribbean, uh, the Caribbean Sea and, of course, St. Martin when I climbed up. It was, a, it was an incredible experience.
2: One thing that Allure of the Seas is known for is their dining options. They have like over 20 options. Tell us a little about them, and are they all at
5: a cost? You know what? It's unbelievable the amount of different dining options that the Allure of the Seas had. This was the first cruise that I did not step foot into the main dining room just because there were so many different places to eat at. Some nights I was dining in uh, Chop's Grill, Royal Caribbean Signature Steakhouse, which did have a fee, but the food was spectacular. The service was great. I also dined in Giovanni's Table, similar to Portofino's on some of the other ships that also had a fee, but well worth. But on other nights I went up to the windjammer or had, you know, a hot dog at the Boardwalk Doghouse. I mean there are just so many different uh, you know, dining options aboard the ship. I mean, it's, you know, it's a cruise ship where you could just never step foot into the main dining room, which would have been unheard of 10 years ago with some of the older uh, ships. Catch any of the shows? I was able to uh, view a lot of the entertainment options that the Allure of the Seas had to offer. You know, with Chicago, the musical, uh, the two different aqua shows that they have, Ocean Aria, and the Let You Entertain Me aqua show featuring the Madagascar cast, and also the two different ice shows they have. They have the How to Train Your Dragon ice show featuring the DreamWorks family, and they also have the Ice Games ice show, a Monopoly-themed uh, ice show. Uh, you know, highlighting a bunch of the different areas of the ship. I mean, there's just so much to do all the time. Even on this nine-day cruise, I wasn't able to, uh, you know, enjoy everything that the Allure of the Seas has to offer.
2: You had a killer stateroom on this ship. Tell us about it.
5: I did. I had a uh, grand suite located on Deck 8. Nice. You know, Royal been recently up there, uh, their suite perks, So it was nice to have a nice cabin with, you know, two sinks, huge walking closet, nice uh, minibar area, and an awesome balcony.
0: I understand this was Allure of the Seas' first time in St. Kitts.
5: It was, along with uh, it being the Allure of the Seas' first time in St. Kitts, it was also my first time in St. Kitts. And in typical Chris Arms fashion, I was actually the first person to disembark the Allure of the Seas and visit uh, St. Kitts. So it was a wonderful experience, and as I got off the ship, I was able to meet with the Prime Minister of St. Kitts mm-hmm. and did some media interviews down mm-hmm. there. But after all that type of fun was done, we actually hired a, uh, a taxi driver to take us around The island, and, you know, it's a gorgeous island. You know, I've been on 21 cruises now, and I've visited, you know, a plethora of destinations. And St. Kitts is definitely a place that I want to go back to. You know, we drove around the island, and we went to such areas as Black Rocks. Or Black Rock, excuse me. It's an area with these huge rocks, uh, Black Rocks. And if you look below, you can see a bunch of sharks, you know, swimming around in the area. And this is where locals used to dump all their trash and extra food so now it's an area where sharks uh, hang out below, and the rock uh, sculptures and all that type of stuff is beautiful. In this area, you definitely got to visit, and that's where we had uh, our lunch for the day.
0: If you want to check out more photos of the Allure, go to cruisersconnect.com. Chris Harms, as always, a great pleasure having you.
5: Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate being on your show, and hopefully I'll be back sometime soon. All
0: right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we're on the Stitcher Radio Network, really the easiest way to listen to Cruise Radio and other podcasts. Just go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Stitcher Radio icon. It is a free app.
2: And while you're at cruiseradio.net, sign up for our instant email updates. Get caught up in all the daily cruise news updates and what's happening around the cruise industry.
0: When you can get those news alerts, by the way. Go to cruiseradio.net and just fill out your email address in the upper right-hand corner where it says instant email updates. Mm-hmm. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm
1: Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker.
0: And this is Cruise Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, Email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.